0: If you've been thinking about starting to teach online, but you haven't started yet because it just feels overwhelming, you are not alone for sure. Maybe you even secretly think that, yeah, it works for other people, but not for you. (laughs) All those mindset blocks that can stop us right in our track, right? I'm here to tell you that you can totally do this and to prove this I have a very inspiring guest on the show today, April Rose. April Rose is an Austin-based artist, teacher, and performer of belly dance, fusion dance, frame drum, and finger cymbals. When the pandemic hit, she had to stop traveling the world teaching at events, and she also closed her brick-and-mortar dance studio and moved online. She started teaching on Zoom, and now she's creating a 12-month online coaching program for aspiring dancers, which is gonna be amazing for sure. In our conversation, we talk about her story, what she's learned about social media, how she grew her email list and more. It's so inspiring for sure and I can't wait for you to meet her right after this break. Hi, April. Welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. (laughs) I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Can you introduce yourself? Um, Tell us um, who is April, what has your journey been like, and where did it lead?
1: Oh, absolutely. My name is April Rose, and you can call me April or April Rose. I go by both. And I primarily teach belly dance. Rock Sharky, Transcultural Fusion Dance. There's a lot of names for the dance that we often call belly dance. And I have been so grateful to have had a brick and mortar dance studio and also tour around the world a lot. And so my career has definitely changed in the pandemic, and I've taken a lot of what I do online. Which has been a lovely way to connect with people.
0: So it was really only when the pandemic hit that you moved online or did you already before that have some touch points teaching online or... I always intended
1: to put my training program online eventually, but with my touring schedule and everything else that I had going on, like there was just no time for it. And I wouldn't have made the time otherwise. But I actually do teach for another online dance studio called Datura Online, where there's many different teachers. And I had been doing that since 2015. So, but they handled all the tech. You know, I would just fly to Portland, film my classes, and that was that. Um, (laughs) So me doing it myself was quite a different endeavor.
0: I can imagine. Um, Yeah, that must have been a little bit scary, right? So all those, I mean... I've been doing this for a few years now and it always feels still like there's so much to learn and I know it from my students as well. It's like a whole different world. So I'm so excited to have you on the show and to really share your experience and what you've learned, uh, maybe you also share your mistakes um, and to really um, yes yeah, show people that this is possible I mean I know there's a lot of yoga teachers really stepped up in the pandemic and you know they embrace teaching on zoom and live and um, I mean seriously when we all look back it's amazing how much we learned mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, right so um, oh, sometimes yeah. when you feel overwhelmed it's like yes let's just see like how far you've come already so, yes. um, yeah, so t- tell us a little bit about the transition. So when did it, um, so how long, um, were everything closed? Where are you based?
1: Well, I'm in Austin, Texas, Mm -hmm. and um, I was actually in Vegas when everything closed, and uh, all the dancers from Europe and different parts of Asia had a really tough time getting home. It was like we barely were able to finish our event before everyone had to, like, flee. And it was so (laughs) epic because we all, like, spent our last week in a dance bubble together, and it was, like, the last thing any of us did for a full year at least. So it was really special in that way, but when I got back... Um, really immediately the dance teachers in my community started getting on zoom and then talking to one another in Facebook groups, like, all right, how do we get this music to sync up? Because for dance, it is very challenging to teach a live online class because we play our finger symbols we speak and we have the music so i mean you can just use a microphone to pick up the live sound but it's kind of nice if you can have a mic on your face and then pipe the music in and you need to have a mixer in order to do that because zoom's share uh sound function did work for me for a while but if some people have slower internet speeds then there's a lag or delay i'm actually not sure which one is the proper term between the movement and what's being said or the movement and the finger symbols, so it was a lot of troubleshooting but we all kind of banded together and we're like well this is what i got and this is what i'm doing because zoom didn't have the answer they did not know what to tell dancers they were and like, in the beginning we there call. were
0: problems using zoom as well like 2020 in march april suddenly zoom was like <laughs> suddenly it wasn't working anymore because the whole world was on there yeah and then they really I, stepped I up
1: Yes, absolutely. And I was in uh, conversation with my yoga teacher when she took her classes online. And um, it was much easier because she could just like use a Bluetooth headset and play vague, like low music for when she's doing hybrid, like people in the room. And and then I, when I took the classes online, her classes, I would just play my own music. And I wish you could do that in a dance class, but we have to be perfectly synced up to that music. Mm. So it just doesn't work that way.
0: Uh, do you actually know the platform Interval? Because no. they allow they um allow you to play music in your classes and have all kind of new features. It's Wonderful. interval.com. You should definitely check them out. Yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah. Um they give it like a different experience than just Zoom Class,
1: the Zoom okay. platform.
0: Uh, it's really great. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, so it was a, a huge learning curve. I had to do a lot of trial and error to figure out the technology. and But I feel like I did. And the wonderful thing about it is that everyone was like desperate for dance class. So people were taking a lot of online classes. And I feel like for certain people, we'll continue to take online classes. And for others, uh, we can't wait to get into a studio.
0: Or so, do both, right? Yeah, yeah or do both. Yeah. I know that, um, I know a few dancers and they're very passionate (laughs) about (laughs) dancing. So I know that, yeah, just like any opportunity to keep on doing what they love, um, they probably would have taken it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something
1: about moving in a room with other bodies in sync that is just irreplaceable, but you can create a different
0: experience online. I know. I've just been to my first yoga class since one and a half years, my life yoga class mm-hmm. here in Hamburg. And was it was so nice to feel the energy in the room again yeah it's different it's definitely yeah. different I mean I love practicing by myself and I do it normally in the morning and I don't even open my eyes and it's very gentle so um, a class also pushes me of course to grow and to do uncomfortable things and yeah it's a different experience for sure
1: yeah and the temptation at home on zoom is to just turn your camera off and make coffee you're like i
0: think
1: (laughs) it's just really challenging to stay motivated online but um but i really love the opportunity of being able
0: to stay connected online i'm so glad that i did so you started just teaching classes on zoom and how did it evolve from there
1: yeah, I started offering donation based classes and then I started to offer less. And really, I started to put all my effort into doing intensives. So I would do like live cohort enrollments for what could be like a two day, 12 hour intensive all online. Or sometimes I would stretch those experiences out to be like four weeks. Um, And that was really fun to do. And now I am doing a new coaching program and it's called the Cohesion Collective. And that's where I'm putting all my focus right now. And it's an online coaching program where um, people will have access to all my courses that I taught over the last few years and that I've been developing and that I put online. And then we'll also have live engagement. And I think that's the part that people need more of is that like interpersonal engagement where they're really like interacting and accountable. And um, I'm excited to be in that experience with people.
0: So is it for professional dancers or is it for people who dance as a hobby? How long is it? What do they get? What's the end result?
1: It's absolutely for beginners and professionals the what i teach is very difficult and challenging but i teach it from the be- very beginning so if you have never tried belly dance or rock shark or trans cultural fusion dance before i tried
0: it once it's, ter- it's just it's terrible it's that difficult <laughs> it's impossible
1: wow okay so what happened with you probably is you started in the middle instead of at it <laughs> Yeah, because if you start in the middle, you're like, oh, my goodness, this is very hard. This is very (laughs) difficult. But you really need to scaffold all the skills, kind of like learning math. It's very cumulative. And the same with learning drum. And I also teach frame drum. You really need to master, for example, the basic tone. Like You have to make a basic doom tone on your drum reliably before you can put it into a rhythm. And then you really need to practice... like. To a metronome and keep time, and if you don't do it in these methodical step-by-step ways, then it feels very difficult and unattainable. And I absolutely relate to that, and your story is very common. <laughs> yeah, so we do work into really complex things that professional mm. dancers are definitely excited about, um, but you can start all the way from brand new beginner.
0: Yeah, that's great. So and how long does it run? For a year. It's a
1: 12-month program. Yes. And you get all three stages of my program, my training program, which is called Dance Cohesion. The first stage, you learn about the history around belly dance, the musical conventions that happen in the music so that you can eventually, something we also practice in stage one, improvise. Because you need to be able to predict and identify and interpret the musical conventions of the dance genre that you're in. So I teach people how to do that and also to build basic technical skills and start to incorporate frame drum and finger cymbals and then when we go on to stage two you learn how to do a group improv style where we cue one another and you like learn advanced combinations and you really start playing your finger cymbals and we start dancing while playing the frame drum and it is so powerful and amazing because actually the frame drum is like the oldest instrument that we have archaeological evidence of and it is so like connective to your vagus nerve your community like it just the vibrations of the drum activates such okay. amazing feelings
0: you don't have it with
1: you right now right i, I do want hear, i want to hear uh-huh. it yeah. <laughs> i want to hear it okay i'll grab it um let's do that and yes <laughs> so that's another challenge with doing things online is that there's a certain microphone that i use if i want my drum to sound really good you know and A certain space I set my computer up in. So what I have right now is not that set up. So I don't know if the tone will be as (laughs) magical, but uh, you'll definitely get a picture for it. Yeah. So this (laughs) instrument, like it helps connect me to nature. Like that's how my frame jump teachers have taught it to me. It's like they really weave in the tones with the elements and the circle shape with the cycles of the moon, the earth, and the seasons changing. And it really is a calming meditative practice. Cause not only do you want to build technical skill when you're learning to become a captivating dancer, but in order to build that technical skill, you need to have a clear mind like yoga. Like the whole thing is it's yoga. It's all the same. It's like, how can we get our minds to see clearly reality without the lens of judgment and criticism and ego. So, and if you want to get good at something, you're going to have to be able to focus in the present moment on the task at hand. And there's no way to go around that. You you have to do that. So I feel like that's what the drum does for me is it helps my mind like tap into that clear state. So here I'll try playing my drum for you and hopefully it won't sound too bad with this microphone that I have
0: <laughs> can you hear it yeah it sounds great <laughs> thank you yeah. that's amazing yeah I think that must be so much fun to have like a group coaching um, program where you learn that and then you also learn from the other students and you know, like connect together. Yeah. Online in a way. So do you have like dance parties on Zoom or how does it work? Yeah, because the group
1: improv style that we do, we all take turns leading. So it's not just me telling giving the cues and saying, now we're doing this move, now we're doing this move. Um the whole concept of it is very community building. That's one thing I love so much about it. I call it cued cohesion. And it uses a group it uses a group improv style called improv team sync that my teacher came up with. And we make formations where we rotate the people in the formation. So everyone takes a turn in the position of leadership. And when you're in the position of leadership, you decide what order the moves go in. Cause we, have, we have practice codified movements, but we don't know what order they're going to go in. Cause we don't know the music. Like we might be dancing to live music and we're going to put it together in the moment. So we all take a chance to like support the leader in them leading the arrangement of movements that interpret the music best. And it's really fun. And there's like really nothing else like that experience. And it just drops you into the present moment immediately. You can't think about anything else. You really
0: can't. It's great. I love it. And for for a full year, wow, that must be amazing to work so closely together for 12 months.
1: Yeah, it takes time to to get through all of these courses and to, because, you know, you fall off practice sometimes because life happens and there's just no way to it, it's it's hard to stay consistent every single week with your practice goals. So, it's nice to have a year block of time so that you can say, okay, I wasn't consistent with my goals this week, but it's okay because I still have time to get back on track.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just started at 12 month program as well and I just love the idea of really giving people the time to dive into the content and work through it in their own time without always feeling behind or stressed or yeah what happens when you do a 12-week program right
1: Mm -hmm. oh yeah I'm very familiar with that it's very (laughs) fast-paced very intense but it's hard to retain It's hard to retain the knowledge that you get in a 12-hour intensive that happens over two days. I've done it plenty of times. And it is fun and challenging. But it's... uh, Actually, here's the phrase. Practice slow, learn fast. And that really is the key. You can jam it all in real quick if you want, but you're not going to master it. But if you spend a year of methodical practice where you're in that practice, I would take you all the way to stage three, where you start, you know, discovering your own voice, creating your own choreographies and making the work that is reflective of the visions that are in your head.
0: Now, it sounds like a totally amazing program. So where did you find your students? What did you do really for marketing? Do you have an email list? Um, Did you like warm them up? Did you launch it? What did you do? Oh, great question. I
1: am very lucky to have traveled to do teach and perform at conferences in like probably like 25 countries. And a few years ago, I started saying, I'll send you the music playlist and video of what we learned. Just put your email on this paper. And then I Have collected emails of people who I've met in person, danced with in real life all over the world. And every month I send out a newsletter. In addition to whatever those supporting workshop materials that I send one time, I send out a newsletter once a month and I put a lot of thought into it. It's like a blog where I'm just thinking about life in general as an artist and a person, you know, making work and being vulnerable and um, learning skills and whatever's on my mind. So I send out a monthly newsletter. And then every week I also make a short video and I put it on my website um, where I just discuss something that's on my mind. This week I discussed the rewards of vulnerability to remind us all why would we even put ourselves on stage? or in front of a camera online, that's a lot of people's issue. It takes a lot of bravery and courage to show up. I love that because
0: this is something what I really talk about so much. I just recorded a podcast episode as well. Also that you're not only sharing dance videos because that would be so obvious, right? For a dance teacher. But um, it's also what a lot of yoga teachers do that they just share yoga videos or tutorials or sequences and that doesn't really give people the chance to get to know you and mm. to build that know like and trust factor that you need for them to to convert them into paying customers to so yeah we buy from people we like <laughs> and so they get to. Yeah so they I, get to I know you true. so yeah so i don't think there's anything wrong with t- um, with sharing yoga videos or dance videos but it shouldn't be the only thing you're sharing so that you yeah. share like stories personal insights videos where you talk into the camera i think that's such a great addition people of course they they know you as a dance teacher so that's important because they need to know that you're a great teacher that they like your teaching style and all that as well but then you you share a different side of you as well
1: sometimes i wonder thank you so much for saying that and validating my approach because it's really just a heart-centered approach it's not um a business decision at all and sometimes i look at my colleagues and peers and i see people doing well with like doing tutorials like oh here's how to do hip lifts and like a TikTok will get hundreds of thousands of followers from somebody teaching tutorials on how to do basic belly dance steps um and I think that's really great. And it, I wonder, it probably gets them a lot of, um, students. And sometimes I wonder if I should do that more, but I'm just <laughs> personally interested <laughs> more. And I, what you said is true. I like to watch people's videos when they're showing their personality. Like I realize that I sign up for people's classes, like the yoga teacher I mentioned earlier. I love yoga, but I, I'm not like an evangelist for yoga. The only reason I really go even though I've done a lot of yoga in my life. I'm just not real deep in it right now. But the reason I go is because of my teacher, because I love her. Because mm-hmm. her her essence, her personality, her realness, her vulnerability, her life story, her ease, her energy, like I just want to be near her. Her name yeah. is Dixie Metz, by the okay. way. <laughs> she lives in Austin, Texas.
0: Yeah, this sounds great. Hi, Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, No, I think um, when you want to grow your audience with people who don't know you yet, who who haven't met you on a live event, because they know you as a teacher. Mm -hmm. For those new people, they probably need to see you as a teacher as well or experience you as a teacher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that you should mix it up. Yes, yes. I will mix it up. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but that sounds amazing. So you had your email list already. Um can you share how many people you had on your email list when you but you already in, when you started then selling online
1: offers? Oh, sure. Um you know, if I was going to guess, I mean, I think I have and I've collected them for a long time. About 2500. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, is it? I don't even know. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a big email list, definitely.
1: I try to be very, like, honestly, I haven't sent a newsletter in two months because I'm so too intense and perfectionist about it because I send my, like, deep personal thoughts most of the time. And so, and I don't like to inundate people and I don't want them to unsubscribe. So I only send, like, a really thoughtful email. But I want to send a little bit more frequent communication and not put so such a big, like, glowing or yeah. around it for myself
0: well i always say uh, people don't care really you should definitely share something when you have something to share i believe in consistency when running mm-hmm. a business um but also like don't apologize when you send out a newsletter oh i'm sorry that i haven't sent out a newsletter mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. because nobody else cares they, they, don't, don't, they don't sit no. there and, like they why didn't she send know. me a newsletter this month <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And when you it. do that, you make it about yourself and not about them. Yeah. And the value you share. What's my I, take on it?
1: <laughs> when I don't feel up for a video of the week, I just don't do it. Yeah. I don't say anything. I just don't do it. And then the next week I might do it. And I might <laughs> not do it for a couple of weeks. But you know what? I realized I put it on my Instagram. I put it on my website, but I put a clip of it on my Instagram because I just, um, I like to offer myself on Instagram a lot, but it's also, uh, I want people to come to my platform. So yeah, I that's so important. To in- incentivize them to come to my website rather than just, and also because people on Instagram, I mean, I, a lot of people are probably just uh, men who follow me because they think I'm sexy. I mean, yeah. uh, it's and creepy, I don't right? really yeah. to necessarily <laughs> share yeah. my deep thoughts to everybody who's a follower, you know? So it's like, I make people have to do a little bit of work. Like, okay, you have to click on the link to go to the video to watch it. And then if you wanna say something, you have to go back to the video to make a comment. And I don't know if that's a savvy way to do things or not, but it puts boundaries up around it for me. Where then I feel I might not get as many comments or, you know, as many interactions, but I feel in my heart that the people who actually are interested in me, they do watch it. And I think they even watch out for it on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time on my Instagram because I do that for people who I like. If they see something... usually at a certain time, at a certain day, every week or Mm -hmm. every month. Yeah, there's a tarot reader I follow. Her name is Sister Temperance Tarot. Her name is Angeliska Polacek. She does a tarot reading live on Instagram every new moon and every full moon. And I always chime in. I literally go to her Instagram to find when it's the new moon to see when she's going to do her broadcast. And I I can check her out.
0: (laughs) Or you should share the link with me. We put it in the show notes. I will. Yeah. That's great.
1: So what you were saying about consistency is true and about wanting to be a part of someone's personality and like see them it's true because I know that because that's what I do as a follower.
0: Yeah. And um it, I think it also helps you I mean I love it I think it's important to have a balance and you can't stay in that hustle mentality so you have to follow your heart and your intuition and I've I realized that last year in my business um everything felt very heavy mm. and slow moving. And it was I've also felt that I was only working on my to-do list, ticking things off, and I didn't take enough time to really work on my business or to manifest or to um just think right where you want to go next. So it was really, yeah. So it was really heavy like Mm -hmm. wandering through mud (laughs) and then this year I um, got a camper van and I traveled for three months and I worked a lot less and I spent a lot of time just like thinking about things about offers about what I can do and um, yeah so I'm just now moving in a different direction so I'm just wow. so grateful. I think we need to take those the time and yes, it's definitely important to have that balance. I'm very organized and you know like tick 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 off things from my to do list. That's what I do, but um, I I have to learn to implement time to do other things or to flow more and listen to my intuition. And um, I think there's always and when you do only that, I don't think it's working as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah right? so- I, I agree. Yeah. I try to also honor the way I feel about how public I want to be on social media or my videos of the week or my newsletters mm. or whatever, because sometimes I feel very bolstered by life and I have a lot to share. And other times I feel like I don't want to be seen. I just want to be alone. And yeah. so I try to honor those feelings too. And that's why I'm really Excited about the Cohesion Collective because that's a group that I allow to see me and who I want to see and have high quality, deep, intellectual, emotional, um, artistic interactions with that go beyond what you can achieve on a social media platform.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are in, in, the same, um, what would you call it? Um, mastermind group, group coaching program. Mm-hmm. And Mariah, um, I think she's very inspiring in the way that she's not using social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm careful. I'm very mindful with the time I spent on social media and I would always focus on creating paid offers and content for my platform first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unless you want to become an influencer and, you know, and really yeah. make a living on Instagram, that's a different approach, of course. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I've thought about that. But then I would be selling somebody else's product. And also, mm-hmm. if I was going to make a ton of money at it, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll sell your product. If you're just <laughs> me a bunch of money. But that's never been offered to me. Mostly, said we can send you some free yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't care about it. That's so much work. I'm not going to do that for a, d- a discount on your stuff. Like, I I just treat those like spam. Like, that's yeah, not a real
0: yeah, lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um,
1: so. I am saying this from a position of like, it's not even an option for me at this point, but then I would be selling somebody else's product. And really what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do on social media is, uh, is share joy and um, connection in a way that hopefully sells me as a product in a way, you know, it's I'm, I'm selling myself. to people who want to (laughs) buy, to people who want to be in relationship with me, who want to learn from me. So I try to set up boundaries so that I am not just depleting myself selling somebody else's product but you know what though i am selling somebody else's product i am not deluded about that me putting my own thoughtful content on social media is selling the platform Mm -hmm. and selling the ads that roll you know whether i paid for them or not yeah i
0: mean yeah that's a different discussion that whole business model of um instagram and facebook is um yes yuck
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, So you have to make sure you're using it from your position of integrity and that it is actually feeding you. Otherwise mm-hmm. it does feel depleting and it does feel um pointless. Yeah.
0: Well, mm-hmm. social media, I think we all love and hate it in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for it. I think it's still yes. a tool that can bring people together. And I love how it allows me to connect to people or stay in touch with people, with otherwise I would Never see them again or completely would have lost touch, especially when you're traveling a lot. Um, I was traveling a lot too the last year. So I think it's, yeah, it's amazing for that, definitely. And also as a small business owner, it gives you so many opportunities that you didn't have before. So even absolutely. without ads, it's still a free platform that we use that, um, and we shouldn't forget that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so easy it to just... complain about them, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really takes... um your own personal strength of mind to Mm. like we're we're in a yoga community here. It's like this is an opportunity to notice when you drop into that comparison mindset because that I mean that's the name of the whole game. You know? So you have to be really mindful of how you're gonna what mind state you're gonna choose to be in, how often you're gonna scroll.
0: Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever dealt with negative comments or doubt from others in regards to To your work?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah,
0: of course. What did you do to overcome that?
1: Sometimes, depending on what the comment is, if I need to take accountability for something, then I take accountability. And I apologize if I need to apologize. And uh, I listen. And other times, I just ignore it. I. Don't respond to things that aren't legitimate grievances. Like if someone just is criticizing, which plenty of people do, Mm -hmm. um, like about uh, the style, the costumes, the body. Uh, Oh, the worst is like whenever I'm doing a dance with somebody else, like a duet or a company, people always... I get into a comparison they're like the I want the the girl with the brown hair I want her technique oh but I I like the guy with the blonde hair it's like everyone wants to be like well the redhead really showed everybody
0: up in this video I think that's it's like just- from all those um t- tv shows <laughs> all those casting yeah. tv shows where everybody's judging and everybody Yeah. Yeah, It's
1: like, you're really missing the point here. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. We're obviously we're all on the same team. (laughs) We're doing the same dance on the same team, like putting together a cooperative vision of art. And here you are being like, well, she did it better than he did. And, and it's just really uh, not necessary. I mean, it's (laughs) funny. I I recently had a TikTok video go viral. It has like 1.3 million views. And just like the comments that people put on a video. I mean, it's hilarious what people have to say. And so yes. I just ignore a lot of it. Okay. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> the smartest approach. Yeah. Yeah, I don't take it serious. I'm just like, these people are... They're just being trolls just for the fun of
0: it. Are there any... Is there anything that you wish you would have done differently when you when the startup phase? Um. Yeah,
1: yeah I wish I had... <laughs> I just paid somebody to teach me how to use zoom properly, but I was really stubborn and I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to figure it out myself. And so I did, but then I ended up buying equipment that like wasn't the right equipment. And then I had mm. to get the right equipment. So I wasted money anyway. So I could have just bought the workshop online that would have told me how to do it. But I was like, no, I can figure this out. myself."
0: <laughs> but I remember that it was like March 2020 and everybody was just like, running around like white chicken. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? How do I do that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. Sometimes it's really worth it to invest in either getting support or buying a program because it saves you time in the end. Yes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, it's a smart way to do things sometimes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If you have time and resources and you can waste your time and buy the wrong thing and figure it out on your own, then go for it. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a team now? Do you have support? No. I used to have a team when I had a brick and mortar dance studio okay that's different um, yeah yeah but no I uh closed the dance studio and especially since the pandemic I do everything myself oh you know what I kind of feel bad saying that actually though because I do have a team of dancers who assist me in the when I teach and they don't do any behind the scenes things they just show well I mean they learn the material they're really good dancers basically so they're good dancers who are very skilled is what I mean by good they're just like very skilled they show up on time you know they can learn quickly they can they master the techniques that i teach they have mastered the techniques that i teach and i need to teach them in a group setting and it's great for other people to see that oh april's not the only one who can physically do this like it is possible because i see these six other people doing it as well so they put in a lot of work to just get the dance mastery down and then they show up in the studio when i teach classes and help me demonstrate the dance
0: It's amazing that you've been able to set everything up now. So how many months has your, um, has your program been running?
1: Well, I actually will be starting it January 1st. Ah, okay. You thought it was already
0: running. No, and I'm going to be
1: enrolling people soon, but I have been hyping it up for a while and I've been, I have a, a list of people who I know, I know most of them personally very well. I'm actually really excited about it, who are really enthusiastic about being um, invited to apply. And so applications are going to open soon and we're all going to get started soon and
0: I'm getting it all together. Ah, so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What are your goals for the, uh, let's do a five year plan. No, let's do like a next year plan.
1: (laughs) next year plan. Okay. <sighs> my goal, my goal is such an open-ended question, but why not? Yeah. Cause then you can really say whatever. My goal is to pour myself into the cohesion collective. And I would really love to be able to hire some assistant coaches and actually have a team like I did in the studio because I do have a lot of great people around me and I would like to be able to actually support them or give them an opportunity to share their talents and skills in a new way that's meaningful. And that would be really amazing to me.
0: That sounds, yeah, that's a great goal. And um, I'm sure you'll get there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep us posted. And yeah, so if you're listening and you love dancing and want to become a better or want to start belly dancing or want to improve your skills, this is the program. Yes. Yeah. This is your opportunity so to really dive into that. And is it also for people who want to become dance teachers or is that not really?
1: Yes, it is. So in every stage that I described earlier, stage one, stage two, and stage three, there's an additional course, which is the teacher training. So in stage one, you learn the content, but if you want to teach the content, then you'll be evaluated in a a different way. And so there's a, a process of feedback submissions where You, you know, submit video of you teaching and performing all the tasks and drumming so I can see that you've mastered it and that you are able to pass it on to others. So not everyone will be interested in doing that because some people are not teachers and they're not interested in teaching, but you have access to the teacher trainings and the whole evaluation process if you choose to.
0: It's really inspiring. It's so amazing that you came up with that program and that you took the leap and decided, you know, okay, we have that pandemic, nothing you can do about it. I'm just going to move forward and give it my all. And you're investing in yourself, you're investing in learning, you're investing Mm -hmm. in building this amazing new community, this amazing new program. So yeah, I think it's great. Thank you so much for the
1: encouragement and the validation. I really appreciate it.
0: You're so welcome. It was so, so nice meeting you. Thanks for that conversation. Is there anything else you would like to share? And of course, also share where people can learn more about you.
1: Sure. I'll leave us off on the notion that moving your body in sync, in rhythm, to other with other bodies is just an ancient technology that humans have known that we have access to, to help us survive the trauma and terror and tragedy that is a human life. So (laughs) whether it's belly dance and dance cohesion in particular, and the cohesion collective that you choose as an avenue to move your body in community with others, or you do it in some other way, it really doesn't matter. Just remember that you have access to a healing technology in your body. And if you want to know more about me, then um, you can go to my website and the one that I'm, have my program at is dancecohesion.com and also i have aprilrose.dance and you can find me on all social media platforms at aprilrosedance
0: ah oh, thank you and I also share the link in the show notes great thanks so much for being here thank you